welcome to Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Community Church in Richland, Washington. It is uh, March. I almost said February. It's March, everybody. It is, uh, it's the beginning of my favorite month of the year because of college basketball. And uh, with me today is not my friend, Megan. Uh, it is my friend, Lauren, today. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Megan, so we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, typically we do these on Monday afternoons after Megan gets out of work and all of that. And she called me yesterday and she said, uh, well, I'm on the side of the road <laughs> and she had some car trouble and transmission. We don't actually, I, I, I hate to say it. I don't, I have no idea what it is. I don't want to speak anything ill into existence. And so, um, needless to say, she said, I'm not coming in today or probably tomorrow. She actually did. She did say I'd be willing to make it happen tomorrow. I was in today, but I was just like, Hey, you got bigger fish to fry than a car issue. So yeah, that's not fun. No, I've been there. not, not great. So T's and P's thoughts and prayers go out to Megan in the expensive, uh, discovery mode of what it looks like to fix a car. How's Lauren doing today? I'm pretty good. Yeah. I also keep forgetting that it's March, but I think like I'm, I, I keep thinking we're further into March than we are. Um, which is a little bit weird. No, don't don't blow past March, man. It's no. uh, it's a good month. Yeah, I dig it. I'm good. Though. Starting to warm up a little mm-hmm. bit. It's been nice last week. We got a chance to sit on the back patio a little bit. Um, Megan's not even here to share her big news that she got her first shot of her vaccine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is big news. She's a teacher, so uh-huh. she she got all she drove to Walla Walla and got it done. Yeah, at least the first part of one part of two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm 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 breaking her good news to everybody, but it's it it is good news for her. So that's, yeah, that's super exciting. It's very exciting, and then to kind of that balances out, I guess, uh, transmission going out maybe. Yeah, right? I think so. Like I can I can. Uh, you know, live and breathe and, and I'll have all the things. So that's win, win in one way and lose in another. Uh, that plays into the talk, doesn't it? A little yeah, bit. A little bit. Yeah. You yeah. saw yesterday that I was getting my car worked on. That's at right. The church. Yeah. How long did that end up taking? Um, so I got my windshield replaced. They like did it on site, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know, maybe an hour or so. Okay. But here's what I did find out. Cause you left while they were still working on it. Yeah. True? Yeah. Okay. Um, so afterwards he came in and was like, Hey, I'm all finished up. And I was like, great, here's some cash, like all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and then he goes, all right, you're not going to want to, um, not going to want to drive for three hours. <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's four 30. Seems like, like you buried the lead there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, like, I gotta get home. Like uh, it's four oh, 30. Now I feel bad. I'm like, I should have offered. No, you. <laughs> no, no, no. So what? I feel like maybe he should have said something. Totally. Having a three o'clock appointment, like, hey, is it going to be okay that you're going to be out here until, you know, whatever time? Like, does he think I work just evening shifts there? I don't know. Um, So (laughs) anyways, I said, so I'm like in that awkward, like, okay, well, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Like, what are my options here? Yeah. Um, And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, don't drive on it for like, he's like, the glue takes about six hours to dry when I wouldn't drive it for three hours. Like you wouldn't drive it or like you can't drive it. Like, what am I talking about here? And he said, well, um, if you got in a little fender bender, then that glass would be gone. Uh, in, in, in other like words, the whole shield. Well, just- I guess, I don't know. I didn't want to ask, like, he made it sound like I would die and, uh, you know, Things yeah. would happen if if uh, he I got into it. Be liable. Probably yeah. that's what it yeah. is, right? And so uh, I called Kylie up and I said, "Hey, um, mom, can you come please pick me up?" So I when, it was funny when Megan called and she's like, "I'm on the side of the road. I just called my mom to come pick me up." I was like, "I just called my <laughs> wife to come pick me up." So we were both having issues. So did you leave your car here overnight then? No, I then we came back and got it later okay. after dinner and we put the kids to bed and we came back and got it. So. And how's the windshield? 
Great. Crystal clear. I had a big crack. I woke up uh, a couple. I didn't even remember getting hit by a rock or anything. I just woke up one morning and, and went out to my car. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. It's yeah, all it's over sneaky. the place. Sometimes they come out of nowhere yeah. and scare you. And then it just got worse and worse. And then it just, I don't know. I, it's it's silly. It yeah. wasn't like totally in my line of sight, but I, I just didn't want to get pulled over and have an, an issue for a you know officer to get mad at me and write me a ticket. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, think it's, you think it's a safety issue? You think that there's no. crash? <laughs> I think it depends on the crack. Like, I was telling you I mean, yesterday, like, yeah. people, when we lived in Alaska, it was like everybody, it's just par for the course because they put gravel down in the winter. Yeah. So everyone's windshield is cracked. It's just like, that's how you can tell if people really live there. Um, but there's, there's certain cracks that are worse than others. So I think if it's like the spider web crack, that's, that's a bad sign for visibility and for safety. But yeah. I, I think it's, even if you crash, your windshield's not going to shatter into you. It's like the way they're built right. is they're going to kind of shatter into itself. It's not really going to be a safety hazard. It's more of a visibility thing, which yeah. I guess is a safety hazard. But I just didn't want to be the guy that survived running into the back of a semi and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, hit a light pole and the windshield just, yeah, that finished totally. them off. You know what I mean? Well, That'd and I think just dumb, you so. can obviously get ticketed for it. So that's maybe more. That of a was concern. definitely a motivation. It wasn't in my line of sight. Like, I don't think it was. It was pretty low. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, oh, well, Brent, you got to get those rock chips taken care of, like right when they happen. It was like there was no rock chip. And then all of a sudden there was three cracks on my windshield one morning. I, yeah. It went really fast. Granted, it was in the winter when I think 10, you know, like it tends to kind of like go that way or yeah. the temperature changes or something like that. But anyways, that's not why you listen to this podcast, everybody. <laughs> We're, we are glad that you're here. Thanks for uh, following up. We did uh, finish up a series on Sunday called how to be unlucky. Uh, and it's been a series uh, looking at just kind of life and the lessons that we can learn from finding ourselves on the underside of fortune's wheel as uh, sometimes we often do. And, and uh, I did talk about The Bachelor for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I know that you're not a watcher of The Bachelor. I'm not, but you know, Twitter kind of fills me in a little bit. You're very so. Twitter adept. <laughs> yeah, it's like my so, only. And, and I know that it is. I mean, on Monday nights, at least it dominates my Twitter, which mm. I and I don't like typically follow like I don't know ex contestants or I mean, it's just people watch it, right? Sure. So I would imagine that you're at least semi up to uh, snuff on on that kind of stuff. Sort of. of. I mean, I feel like the discourse on Twitter, whatever you're into makes is like an added bonus to whatever you're watching, whether it's the bachelor personally, my trash TV guilty pleasure is like real housewives. Okay. Um, so it's been a little while for me. I haven't watched that in in a bit, but, um, yeah, what people talk about on Twitter makes it that much more enjoyable. Cause on Monday night, if you do the trending thing, it's dominating. Yeah. And Really, it uh, the only thing it competed with was uh, Megan and Harry's. Right. Uh, oh yeah, that was. This week. Did you did you watch that? No. Yeah, I never did. I didn't either. I'm kind of curious now, only because of what everyone else was talking. I'm about. listening to um, a podcast uh, that does like pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. and they have spent the first 20 minutes of this episode talking about this interview that apparently was two hours long. With I didn't Oprah. realize it was that long. That's I a, just that's a long seen, time seen to be like, now. hey man. Yeah. Um, but I did see some great. Like obviously Twitter for the humor. That's that's the only reason, pretty much, why I'm there. Yeah. But I love the whole um, take afterwards of America spilling Britain's tea. For, oh yeah. Uh, Two hundred years. <laughs> I know that was my favorite. Too. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, they uh they it is funny because it's the the what the guy that's on this podcast has been like, yeah, you know, the part that I just can't get past is 
um, them talking so much about how privacy is so important to them. And then we do a two hour interview (laughs) (laughs) that that costs $9 million and they're doing a Netflix show. Like, are you interested at all in this Netflix show? Are you, you watched Real Housewives. So I'm assuming (laughs) perhaps like Real Duchesses is like a thing. I don't know. know. I actually, I don't know much about the show that they're planning. I don't either. Yeah. So I'm sure it's like a keeping up with Kardashians esque side of thing. I don't know though. Unless they're like, there's going to be real screaming drama or like drinks being thrown. It probably won't be. I'm not going to be that interested. That's kind of why I'm in the. Uh, How do you the not like The Bachelor? Game. Then I don't, I don't understand. Know. Apparently, I'm that, no, you no, no, just honestly. named exactly what I watched for two hours. Okay, last here's night. the truth, though. I think that I would like it, which is why I'm hesitant oh, to get into it, it because then it's like, how many, yeah. how many, how many, no, how sucked in I am I going to get? It's like I have to, I have to be productive at some point. Yeah. Um. So I, I've already been like dabbling. Do I get back into Housewives? Because I know there's new seasons. Bever- or yeah, Beverly Hills and New York are the two I, I really care about. So <laughs> we watched. I, like, I need to limit myself. Yeah, we watched um, the show last night because it's the uh, second to last episode with our, our friends Ryan and Carrie Lynn over at their house, and um, uh, we found out that uh, and, and Ryan's probably the least into it of the four. This of is us. The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, the Bachelor. And they announced on the, the TV show that even though there's only two contestants left and, and two dates and whatever else, that next week's episode is going to be a three-hour ordeal. And how long is it normally? An hour? It's, it's normally two, which is oh, long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two is long. Yeah, it is. Three is really long. With commercials. With Yeah. Well, yeah. There's like yeah. an hour and a half of commercials. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's all for like a certain – demographic that is typically not including me. I don't think they think I watch. So that's the best part about it. But um, they might know more than you're thinking. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So I was going to make a joke there, but I think I'm going to pass on it. So um, uh, it was funny though, because when I mentioned it on Sunday during the, at the talk at the very beginning, I used some very specific mm-hmm. uh, analogies and I could tell by who laughed Who's watching this season? Yeah, we had a couple really like engaged yeah. uh, laughers in the crowd. Who this are week. clearly yeah. watching this season? Yeah, I it totally went over my head. Yeah, so. I know. The other thing that went over your head that I got clarification on uh, was uh, the closing benediction. Not to like jump around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read this thing from the screen, and just so you guys know, it comes from a uh, like a devotional book that has daily devotional deals. It's called The Liturgy of the Ordinary Radicals or something like that. Um, Shane Claiborne, look it up. It's great. And, um, and so I oftentimes will not see those. We don't like pick those based on the message. We just go whatever the date is, and we just copy and paste it over. Yeah, that was news to me. I had no idea. And uh, every once in a while, I'll go back and look at it like on the screen before I go up on the stage. But sometimes, as in on Sunday, the first time I'm seeing it is the time that you guys are seeing it on the screen. And so as I'm reading through it, um, I read, I see two similar lines. Like, you know how you type something out and you, 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 you know you bounce back the lines and you do the same thing again? And I made a comment about it and I brought it up at, I brought up it and I laughed about it or whatever. And, uh, and it comes in line with last week, Jesus was Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's two weeks in a row we've had some flubs on it. So this week in staff meeting, I said, hey, we probably need to, rem- you know, remind me to take a look at that beforehand. And Andrew said, yeah, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I only wrote that thing once and you backed him up and you said, 
Yeah, I didn't hear. I couldn't understand what you were talking about either. I just didn't reread it on the screen. And I I'm just thinking, took your word for it. am I the crazy one? Like, am I seeing double? Am I like, I just talked for 30 minutes. Maybe my eyes are all cross-eyed and I'm reading things <laughs> twice. You are looking at the screen from an angle. but And we got a new TV yeah. and uh, yeah, all that. So then I totally felt justified. Andrew sends a text last night or yeah, uh, on Slack yesterday afternoon being like, I just looked back on the screen. Yeah, I typed it up wrong. So you're right. <laughs> and Andrew can't defend himself all the way in the corner. <laughs> I know. Well, it's just like, he could have just changed it down yeah, there and there was true. nobody down there and, and I wouldn't have known. I've been like, man, I got to stop drinking so much coffee in the mornings before I go up on stage or something. But anyways, um, so we've been talking, we just finished up uh, this series and it's been a look at a little bit of Ecclesiastes, actually quite a bit of Ecclesiastes showed up in this thing um, of this book, of this thought of just kind of the randomness of fortune, the randomness of luck in life. And uh, I did read recently um, that the the difference in the continents between how we perceive luck and fortune um, there's a book called The Wisdom of the Crowds by John Berkowitz, I think is what his name, last name is. Anyways, Wisdom of the Crowds is the book that I'm reading through. It talks about how um, in, on, in the American mindset, wealth is achieved through intellect and you know desire of, of will and, and, and discipline and, and work. And in typically more European countries, and for sure in Eastern, in Eastern countries, luck is just a matter or fortune is a matter of uh is highly relevant to luck mm-hmm. so um you know it's it's probably a little bit more understandable over there and obviously scripture it comes it's not american so it comes from a that sort of a, a a mindset and it can be something where if you listened on sunday and you feel like no i got to where i'm at because of hard work and discipline for me to say, well some of it was luck though right and you'd be mm-hmm. like no like <laughs> i'm minimizing that it's yeah. like I'm pushing back against our Americanism a little bit. On yeah. That. How do you feel? What, what's your take on on uh, some of that? Yeah. I mean, I think that it is it is a very American way of thinking that we have more control over where we end up um, than I think is is realistic. Um, that's not to say that you know, hard work and discipline isn't valuable and can't actually impact your, your eventual outcome. But I think we put a lot of stock in, in us having more control than we really do. Um, and one of the things I was thinking about listening to you on Sunday was just that fortune is the great equalizer. Like life in general is just, we like to, to think that, we have a say in how things end up for us and what kind of life we, we lead. And I think that, um, you know, the wheel of fortune, as you described it, is really we're all going to be at different parts of the wheel at some point. Um, maybe some of us more than others, but it, it's an equalizer of sorts. We can't really say, well, I am here because I did this and you're here because you did this. It's really we're dealt certain cards and um, that makes us all more on the same playing field than I think we want to admit. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's uh, it's like that whole idea of the two extreme poles are, are probably wrong. So it's yeah. not all intellect and, and desire and will and, and whatever. And it's not all luck either. It's, yeah. a, it's a, probably a healthy mixture of both. And I think that as Americans, it's harder for us to hear that it was coincidentally by chance totally you know? i mean um because we don't like that and so 
um, if you pushed back and didn't like it on Sunday, perhaps it's just, am I challenging that piece of it for mm-hmm. us and mm-hmm. saying, what is it about us that's just, it's just lucky. I mean, we can't let life just happen to us, right? Yeah, we have no. to make choices. It's, 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 I think the answer to most things is it's a balancing act. Like how do you, it's having a healthy understanding of both. I think it also shapes then your view of, uh, your responsibility towards social justice and injustice in our, especially economic disparity mm-hmm. uh, between people. Cause I think if you're on one side of it, you look at people who don't have much and think um, their poor decisions got them in those positions. And uh, then a more, uh, an opposite result would be they, um, you know, it was just bad luck entirely mm-hmm. for them. And, you know, who know where does it fall in the middle of it? I don't know, but I think that a, a cautioning against that, against bringing luck and fortune and, you're you're lucky, you're blessed, therefore be a blessing is mm-hmm. probably a good, healthy reminder for us in yeah. on a on a more specific basis too. Right. Oh yeah. And your role here at the at the church is is helping us think through that lens and be where love uh, you know, in, in our communities and in with nonprofits specifically targeted for um, what we would call, you know, the the uh, disenfranchised, the unfortunate, the whatever's in our community that uh, we we we're all in the same boat. We're not <laughs> like we, we, we can do our part to, to uh, re- provide a better experience, pro- provide a better opportunity life, provide a better opportunity at hearing what good news might actually look like for people in various stages of our community. So, yeah, definitely. Um, Ecclesiastes, a good, uh, you like that book? Are you, are you, I mean, you know, it's been a while since I've read it. Okay. Uh, so I, I'd be, I'm curious now to go back and just uh, read it now. And, and I think see it's the ultimate millennial book. I'm totally. not saying that you're a millennial, but I'm. I'm a millennial. Okay, all right. I didn't want to like feel. I didn't know how you feel about that. I didn't want you to be like, "Hey, man, enough of the disparaging comments." I'm doing this uh, as <laughs> no. a favor, filling in for Megan here. <clears throat> no, I'm a millennial. Okay, all right. Yeah. I think it's like the ultimate millennial book, right? Um, because it is. Um, it's it's dark on one hand. It's like it's like I don't take anything too seriously because I'm skeptical of everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, and even, even when it was like, um, you know, take, uh, basically the carpe diem sort of language, right? Seize the day, YOLO. drink, yeah, YOLO, <laughs> like drink wine, have fun with your wife, like do all these kind of things in this deal. And then it makes this really dark turn at the end because nothing means anything anyway. Everything is meaningless. It's very nihilistic. <laughs> oh, so yeah. nihilistic. And, uh, so it, it does like, I don't know. I think that that's very much a um like i i wondered how that resonated even now with a with like a post quarantine not and we're not post quarantine but like in this in this almost post covid cross our fingers get out of this whatever kind of world where everything has been everything that was supposedly meaningful or meaning it, it, like everything changed and mm-hmm. and we're we view things differently like you're going to eat out differently the next time you go eat out in a restaurant with people in the, in the room. You just, you are next time you go and sit in a theater and who knows how long that's going to be. But, um, whenever that happens, like it's going to feel, it's going to hit differently, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, uh, I, this next week, like college basketball does their little March madness tournament. It was literally a year from this next week Yeah, when I, I remember we were sitting in a concert for um, for London. She was playing the cello in her orchestra, and my phone buzzed, and the NBA was canceling a bunch of games. 
and the NCAA tournament just got canceled. And it was on like Monday. They had announced the tournament on, uh, or was it like Friday or Saturday? Anyways, it was like right then. It yeah. was like this week, man, that this little stuff like went down. Yeah. You know and I mean? when the NBA stuff was getting canceled, I remember Ian and I were just like, oh, it's, this is real. <laughs> it's yeah. Like not a drill. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And I think, like the other piece that you were talking about on Sunday, just the wasting, how we think that, oh, that was a waste of time. Yeah. And I think, yeah, everything we do, any experience we have is information. And if we can look at it like, what did I learn from this? Then it's not a waste, you know? And I think you did talk about the education example, but people that go to school for some specific thing and then they end up doing something totally different. It's like, I don't think that's a waste at all because you wouldn't have realized that you wanted to do something different if you hadn't gone through those, yeah. you know, if you hadn't taken the path that brought you to the present moment. So it's like, it's all, it is a matter of perspective if you're looking at all experiences as, as gleaning information and trying to, you know, what can I take from this? Yeah. Um, so that's sort of, and the pandemic too, what are we going to take from this? It's How like, many people are looking at this last year going, what a waste of a year. Right. Right. And listen, if you are, if you were like a sophomore in college, um, and like all this, you know, you're online or maybe you're even in like high school or whatever. And you, you, and there is a feeling of like, oh man, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. It can definitely feel like this was a wasted year. Yeah. That's one way to look at it, I mm -hmm. guess. You know what I mean? But, um, and I'm not trying to be ever the optimist. Cause no. I think that there's, uh, doesn't mean it's not hard. Yeah, exactly. Like I think the millennial take is the ever the optimist is uh is a, just a bad a bad look it's just a bad it just doesn't function in reality you know what no I mean? it's not a realistic way yeah. to live um because we we've tried that we've been encouraged to do that like we've been told <laughs> you should be optimist in your hand well and also the mindset of if you're just optimistic things will work out and it's yeah. like no, that's not necessarily that's not true. right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, that's kind of a brutal awakening if yeah. that's, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think there's lots of things that we can, you know, as we do come up on this year, like of this area, everything getting shut down. Um, what do we want to do that's different? What do we want to, what have we learned about ourselves or even about our society that, you know, we might want to change going forward. Not yeah. that we're out, but you know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the whole point uh, of all of it, it again, comes back to that story that kind of the Boethius um, meets the lady philosophy and she's trying to train him what it means to live a good life, even though he's on death row and, and you can be good and you can chase after good things, even if it doesn't work out. Like the end goal, isn't the whole point of it. It's not mm -hmm. like, you get into a marriage so that someday I'm going to have a 25th wedding anniversary and then it's going to mean something. <laughs> no, it means something right now yeah. when you do it on a daily basis. So it is a live in the moment sort of thing, but not from a, like from a realistic standpoint, not from a um, necessarily uber optimistic sort of thing of this moment is what we have. And mm -hmm. so you can chase after love and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and all of those things. Um, because it's worth it in this moment, not not for like some future thing that makes it of value. So yeah, you can't take it with you, right? <laughs> exactly. Good stuff. Any other thoughts on that before we wrap that um, up? Um, no, that was it for okay. me. So um, um, this is an exciting announcement, but we are starting a brand new series on Sunday called um, 
Exodus, uh, making sense of the story of Easter. And it was supposed to be something else. And then you and I have been reading through a book by Fleming Rutledge called The Crucifixion, Making Sense of the Crucifixion, whatever. Uh, it's really big. It's really dense. And it's awesome. It's re- been really fantastic. Um, and I'm not, we're not preaching from the book because it's 600 and so pages and it would just be overwhelming. But it has sparked some really interesting tie-ins between what we read in Exodus and what the disciples were trying to do to make sense of the resurrection of Jesus, death and resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for the next couple of weeks leading up to Easter Sunday, we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll probably be more um, maybe churchy, I guess, than what we're used to, but I think that's okay. And it's, it's Easter, so I think you probably expect something like that. Yeah, it's warranted, I think. Um, and uh, you're going to be doing one of these talks. I'm going to do my darndest. Yeah, yeah. she's going to crush it. She sent me your notes uh, yes, uh, over the weekend. And There's no knit wood for me to knock on right uh, now. But <clears throat> There's just cinder block walls <laughs> yeah. and plastic tables. Hurt myself. Um, so I'm doing week one, you're doing week two, and then we'll finish it up uh, week three and four. And Easter Sunday is going to be slightly a standalone, but also kind of hopefully tying into the, the rest of that thing. And uh, we've got some exciting weeks ahead we've got obviously selection sunday for ncaa basketball huge (laughs) huge we know that uh then you're speaking next week that's huge that's big news and then the week after that is march 28th and that's the day that we reopen our kids rooms after 53 weeks of being closed uh only for the 10 o'clock service uh, but we'd love to have you come out for that so we're going to be doing two services that day nine and ten um and uh we got some surprises. We got some mm-hmm. things tucked away. We're excited mm-hmm. for got a few things up our sleeve. Yeah, reopening some stuff and and uh, never count us out. So yeah, I didn't realize that it was fifty three weeks until you had said that, and um, that's kind of uh, yeah. I don't know. It's wild. It is weird yeah. to to have like exactly a year later. Yeah. Last so. year I canceled. Well, we our Vegas trip was cut short because of all of this, oh, and right. I flew home. And Jeffrey was speaking for me because Jeffrey Chambers. Uh, was is the Young Life director around here, and it was going to cover for me while I was gone, and uh, I ended up being here and kind of. <laughs> but that was the, that was it, man. That was yeah. the first one. And we're like, do we wear a mask? What do we do? What's going on here? I don't even. This know. This was well before the mask thing. Yeah, I way mean, before. I we're just like, realize. don't touch anything, yeah. right? Yeah. This is everybody stay at home, and anyways, it's it's been wild, but it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Jeffrey, real quick, a uh, commercial for them before we jump into something interesting. They are doing their um, annual uh, campaign, giving campaign for Young Life. And if you go onto my Facebook page and follow me, you can kind of see a, a video that I posted and tag along with that, hearing what their plan is for the uh, the 45,000 uh, young students who don't know Jesus and uh, in the Tri-Cities. So they're doing awesome work. So make sure you check out Young Life in that way. All right, enough of the commercials. Something interesting. You want to go first? Sure. Okay, go for it. It's not that interesting. I told you, uh, you because I am filling in here. But are you, do you like the Shamrock Shake at McDonald's? I don't, but you know who does? Our friend Becky McPeak ah, lives for it. Really? Yes. She okay, is our well, elementary gotta... team captain. And every year I see multiple Facebook photos and she's made it such a thing that people then buy Shamrock Shakes for her. Oh, wow. And, you know, she'll take pictures about how my students bought me this or whatever. She's an elementary school teacher and uh, she's so tiny. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and she, I don't know where she puts all of the Shamrock Shake. It, you know, it, it's, she, it just feels like it's always, she's always has one on her during she's this She's got fortune season. on her now, side. <laughs> the bonus for her is that it's not a year round thing, That's right? Because yeah. if it was, then you'd have mm-hmm. diabetes problems. So it comes and it goes and there you go. Yeah. So, so I also... Love it. Do you? I know it's it's just I don't even want to know what's in it because 
I don't know how they get that flavor combination, but I'm sure it's not natural. Um, yeah. So, but they have, and I it's think it's just it, chocolate mint, isn't it? I don't know if it's chocolate. Oh, it's, just it, it's mint. not. It's mint, but it's there's something in it that it makes it different than regular mint. Crack cooking is what it is. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean Dairy Queen has like a mint. Um, blizzard but the mint is is very different in the shamrock shake so i don't know specifically what it is i'm not gonna ask too many questions about it again because i'm sure it's not natural but i think last year i didn't know about it until this year but they have a um shamrock oreo mcflurry so that's back and they introduced it early this year because i think they're like people need to win or whatever. Um, we've been through, you know, a year of the pandemic. You've earned this. Right. Something along those lines. Um, so, and my, I'm curious because I love the shamrock shake, but I don't really care for McFlurries. I'd rather have a blizzard than a McFlurry. Okay. But I think I'm going to try this. Over under how many shamrock shakes will you have this year? Oh, probably like two max. I mean, I'm very like one and done. I just need to have it to celebrate the season. Got it, but got it. maybe though I'll do one Oreo Shamrock McFlurry and a Shamrock shake okay. at a later date. All but. right. I don't think I've ever done I don't think I've ever had a Shamrock shake. I can't remember anyways, but when Christmas comes around, uh it's eggnog chai tea lattes that are just I know they're not good for me. I don't want to know again the right. the numbers. You don't ask questions. But I will have one and yeah. or four or something like that. And uh not in a day, obviously. Mm-hmm. In like two days. Uh <laughs> and it'll be fine. Here's the funny thing I know about McDonald's and you is that you and Ian live within <laughs> eyesight All right. yeah. from McDonald's. We do. Uh, cause you live, I don't want to give away your address mm-hmm. necessarily, but you can see the length of the drive thru. And you've told me before you've looked out the window and said, um, hey, we should go now because there's not many cars in the in the line. I mean, realistically, that has only happened maybe one time. Our real struggle, and this is maybe even more embarrassing, okay. is late at night if we want what we call second dinner. Yeah. Um, on a weekend or whatever, we'll be like, "Well, McDonald's is on Uber Eats. Is it worth it oh to my have gosh. someone deliver?" Or is that a total, like, jerk move to be like, uh, this is two minutes away? It's not even two minutes from McDonald's. It's like 30 seconds. I could throw a football and hit McDonald's from her house. Okay. It's so close. If I was an Uber Eats driver and got a notification that somebody wanted to pay me to walk this over this far. And we'll pay. We'll tip you, right? Would you hate us or would would you be like- In a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I used to do room service. Uh, back when I worked at a, uh, a du- the Doubletree Hotel in Pasco. And I remember when the phone would ring and it was room 127, which meant it was the furthest room away. Like that walk was probably 10 minutes uh, in one direction. Like the whole hotel is built weird and there's no great way to get there. It was always so far. And it felt like that room ordered more food sure. than any other room. And probably because they're like, I don't want to walk down there. I'm going to pay some, you know, 16 year old kid to do right. it. And I hated it so much, so much. So you would be okay as the Uber driver coming from McDonald's like 30 seconds down the street? I probably would just leave my car in the parking lot and just walk it over and knock on the door and be like, here you go, you lazy bumps. Well, that's what I mean. That's really why we have not done it. And I say that again, we have never done it. It's a debate that we talk about Uh, every other weekend. Who shuts it down? Is it you or Ian? Uh, actually it's probably more Ian. He, he, he might hate me for saying this, but he craves McDonald's more than I do. So I'm usually like, no, it's, it's fine. We just won't. But 
Um, but yeah, we talk about it pretty frequently. Oh my gosh. And it's really all about the perception of being lazy that talk, you know, that sells the deal for us. So <laughs> I bet that Uber driver's like, uh, do they know that it's right here? They have I know, to know. I know. They There's have so to know. Much they have to that, see it. Yeah. Which yes, we do. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it so much. That's mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, okay. Mine is something I mentioned uh, at staffing and you said you've already watched all three mini. It's a mini series, limited mini series. It's on Netflix called Murder Among the Mormons. And uh, I had not heard anything about this. I Netflix has this thing now where when you hover over something, it automatically plays a trailer. Uh, have you noticed that? I thought they got rid of that. No, it's uh, it's doing it right now. Oh, I don't. Maybe I haven't annoying. updated my app or something. It, it is slightly annoying, except that once a trailer starts and it's like ten seconds in, it's I just can't. T- I can't turn it off. Right. And so, um, I'm a sucker for good documentaries and stories. And um, so yeah, it's been very. Uh, I, it's. It's crazy. It's got like old books, which I love old books mm-hmm. and like tr- kind of treasure hunting stuff. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's kind of quasi religious in, in terms of some of the history. And it doesn't it, it, listen. It's not like um, at least I'm two episodes in out of three. So I, I did. I always have to preface like I haven't finished yet. It has not been like a diatribe against Mormonism. So it's no. not like an anti like religion. Don't, don't take it for that or not watch it for that. Cause you have Mormon friends or something like that. Like it's really good. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, um, it's a crazy story about mm-hmm. documents showing up. And, um, I saw a friend, uh, Jen Turner posted last night on Twitter. Um, how is it that one guy keeps finding how crazy that he keeps finding unique historical documents, how is that not setting off any red flags? And I'm paraphrasing her thing right there for me because I can't remember exactly. And I thought, you know, how did people not be like, what's, wait a second, why is the same guy? Uh, anyways, there's some stuff that comes out, some some things that are, are some letters that involve mm-hmm. white salamanders <laughs> um, yeah. and um, angels. Yeah. And uh, what's the other? Oh, older brothers instead of, and just, you know, I don't know, a lot of money being involved, yeah. pipe bombs, stuff that I don't, I don't even remember. I, I, I was like alive during this time. Mm-hmm. It was 1986 or 85, one of those two. Um, and, uh, I mean, I would have been really young at that age, but I, I still don't remember them even after that. So. Yeah. I, I will be interested to hear what you think after you finish it. Okay. It's episode three is really, yeah, you learn more about the guy and yeah and his motivation oh. and it's really yeah good i love i love reviews of books and movies that are, you haven't finished them yet because then i'm like oh it's so good and <laughs> it could like totally bomb and i don't maybe you're saying that now well um no. just for the for the audience uh on a t- rotten tomatoes score what would you have rated this documentary oh i would say like 85 percent. Yeah, i would say up there too yeah. yeah it's not the best thing i've ever watched right. but it's like intriguing they keep the story moving it's yeah it's got twists and turns it's got some when you told me it was only characters. three episodes i loved it i was like oh i'm in yeah I, I, I didn't look i thought it was like five or seven and i thought um you know this could kind of get repetitive a little bit and get lost in it but yeah the fact that it's only three i'm like okay this is yeah great. you can knock it out yes yeah. yeah um so yeah anyways kudos to netflix keep it up keep up the good work we got to wrap it up you got a 10 you got 11 o'clock uh, zoom call oh yeah i do uh <laughs> <laughs> that's right i gotta do my job <clears throat> next week uh uh barring any car situation megan and i will be back 
And then the following week, I'll be gone. So it'll be Lauren back in the saddle with Megan. So you're in for a treat the next couple of weeks. It's going to be all over the place. I'll come prepared with something more interesting. Oh, no. At that time. Shamrock shakes. (laughs) I know. I revealed a little bit too much about our our weekends, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Good stuff. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. We will see you this week for our kickoff um, of our series, Exodus, Making Sense of Easter. You can watch it online at 10 o'clock at eastlaketricities.com slash live or via our app, or you can watch it in person. Uh, We have limited availability there. You can go to the website and RSVP and let us know that you're coming. That would be fantastic. Uh, And then again, March 20th is our big uh, reopening, slight reopening date. So mark that in your calendars. Love to see you then. Have a great week, guys. Bye.